Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. I'm Shaylani Alex. And today's episode is about what, Shaylani? It is about stuff. <laughs> it's about things that we hold on to. Because you know, I'm still unpacking my place. And uh, it's taken a while. Despite us all being at home a whole lot more than we normally are. Um, so it's just kind of making me kind of think through, do I need this? Should I get rid of it? You know, it just, it kind of forces you to go down memory lane a little bit. Um, anyway, mm. I thought, hey, well, let's talk about that. What kind of junk do we have in our house? <laughs> Good old memory lane. Yeah. Well, Sometimes it's best to just block it off with one of those yellow blocks, orange things that says do not enter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what trash cans are for, apparently. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of plastic bags, trash bags, which I've been using quite a bit of. <laughs> to it's called downsizing. It's called downsizing, just like, you know, you're just in your space as you're living, but just like mental downsizing and emotional downsizing. I think we all carry around a lot of baggage. We don't realize it until we're like forced to look at it. Yeah. So... Tell us about the books that you want to talk about. Yeah. So in this kind of quest, actually, the the, the little bit of a two-second backstory is that I was cleaning out, I mean, you know, just in a cleaning mode, and I was cleaning out my phone, and I came across these pictures from a, um, a museum. It's kind of like a pop-up, but I think there's like, it's permanent there, and um, in Hollywood, uh, called the Museum of Broken Relationships. And I remember like just really having a good time, like a really, not a good time, like, yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> broken party. relationships. <laughs> broken relationships, let's do this. Right, no, <laughs> it wasn't like that, but it was definitely, um, you know, just really the the feeling of it was very memorable. And I, I was always kicking myself how, you know, they have a book that goes along with it. And I was always kicking myself how I didn't buy the catalog. So I just, by chance, because this was years ago, by chance I went online and somebody happened to have it and I got it. Looks like that. Nice. The Museum oh, of yeah. Broken Relationships. It came in the mail and I, you know, and me being in the middle of whatever I'm going through right now was a little bit kind of both coincidental and cathartic. So I got it and um, started going through it. And then, you know how Amazon be. They're like, oh, you like that book? You might like this one too. <laughs> so the <laughs> other one that I came across, because I got suckered into it in my fragile emotional state, just kidding, is this book called What We Keep. So let me just talk a little bit about um, these and I'll, I'll kind of cite a couple of examples. So let me let me start with the um, What We Keep book. So what we keep is, it says here, it's 150 people share the one object that brings them joy, magic, and meaning. It's by Bill Shapiro and Naomi Wax. And there's um, there's a couple of lines in the intro part that um, really kind of describe what this is all about, right? And kind of like what we're going to talk about today. Basically, they had gone and um, this idea had come up from like them going to like a yard sale and coming across like a locket or something. And all of, all of a sudden, they just thought what's up with this locket? Because the person who was selling it didn't really know the story behind it. So then in here it says um, in their intro, we thought about the objects that take on meaning in people's lives, those treasures, trophies, and keepsakes we display on our shelves, stash in our drawers, like for real, mm -hmm. 
tucked into our pockets, that move with us from home to home, that provide us with comfort simply because we know they're there. And um, so then they became intrigued by the stories that, you know, that were all around them and stuff. So they decided to pull together a book. Um, and what they did in this book was that, you know, uh, they interviewed a handful of people, everything, everyone from celebrities to like friends to neighbors to strangers says of the more than 300 people we spoke with, not one chosen object because of its dollar value. Um, they want to say our hearts are not accountants. We cling to the meaningful, not the monetary. What makes these objects so evocative for us is that they hold the memories of people, of relationships, of places and moments and milestones that speak to our own identity. And it says sometimes they connect us to a time in our life when we realized all that we were capable of. Sometimes they connect us to the best we've seen in others and what we aspire to be. And beyond that, oh boy, as the Grateful Dead's longtime publicist put it in uh, my conversation with him to our place, the ongoing pageant of human drama. You know, when you go back and you look at things that you own, because you're evolving as a person too, as life goes on, like you may see it with a different lens, right? You're seeing it with different experiences. You remember what it was in the moment, but now you're able, you know, it just might be a different experience. It's almost kind of like rediscovering something new. That still does not mean you need to hold on it. <laughs> but well, you know. People definitely are, I mean, there's a line between collecting and hoarding just because. But if you're holding on to it and it's not something that has, you know, really meaning to anybody else necessarily, you know, there's something to that too. Like, there, let me just show like a couple examples here. The, this one I thought of you when I saw it. Mm, sure. It's <laughs> thick it. <laughs> what is it? It's their sashes. So their sashes? One, yeah. Like the Girl Scout says, sashes? Exactly. This one is from this dude in Ann Arbor. And he says, the caption is, these you had to earn. And it says, every summer at Camp Flying Eagle, you got a sash. And on that sash, you got awards, patches, right, for your accomplishments. Judo, karate, soccer, basketball, cricket, water skiing, canoeing, sailing, running, nature, neatness. And he says, oh, man, writing letters home. And he, he says, these weren't. Like the particip participation trophies kids get today, these you had to earn. And he says, honestly, the sash became the measuring stick of my own sense of growth and accomplishment. It gave me a foundation of confidence. The crazy thing is that when I talk to other former Flying Eagle campers today, he says middle-aged guys like me, they all remember the sashes. And I can't express adequately express how proud I was to have them, how much they mean to me. And why did that remind you of me? Because it feels, weren't you, were you a brownie or a Girl Scout? Well, yeah, but I mean, Did it uh, sash I can't imagine that would be the first thing that would remind it's you of me. I mean, it was like, I got to the end of the book. I, it just made me think like, oh my God, does Kathy have a sash? Do you, no, you I don't, I didn't collect. I mean, I got in Girl Scouts, I, I remember getting the patches for each thing that you did, whether it was like sewing or camping or cooking or whatever it was friendship i don't even remember friendship yeah i had a brownie one i, I got like maybe two and then i had <laughs> nice. to that's it i'm done i'm bored i'm out of here i'm bored thank you that sounds Love like you. you what i don't get bored easily um do i liar no, i don't <laughs> You just I mean, don't know you get bored easily. You just move on to the next thing thinking it's a natural progression. 
Isn't everyone like that? <laughs> I know. I'm working on it, Kathy. I'm working on growth. Okay. <laughs> so next. <laughs> next. So, in here, you know, then there's the usual, like, I'm just showing you video, like, pictures, right? I mean, so it's it's kind of, you know, being able, like, we were talking about, like, being able to look at things and reflect where you were, who you came from. This I wanted to ask you about, too. This person uh, talked about their vest. He goes, my vest, my blue vest. And I was thinking, is there anything that you, like... Clothing-wise? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, you're lucky pants when you're gambling, like. <laughs> Well, it's not a lucky thing. Like, I have shirts that have holes in them. Like, when I did the AIDS ride, although I think I just cut that shirt up to make a mask recently. Uh, But the AIDS t-shirt that I got when I did the AIDS ride in 99. Yeah, so there is clothing that I keep, whether I wear it or not. Like, it's comforting or... Well, just, it's like sentimental, I guess. And then there are those shirts or shorts that are like that I'm looking for and that I don't find them anymore so I don't know what happened to them because I don't remember getting rid of them mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy then I'm thinking well shit is there other stuff in a box somewhere that I didn't yep. move and I forgot and it's like and then I just you know forget because it's like well obviously I'm not missing any of it because yeah you could survive without it. I think that's the biggest thing too, like with any kind of change or loss is like the fear of not being able to survive with something. And then when you're just kind of thrown into the situation to be forced to survive without it and you realize you can get, you can get through it and you're like, yeah, I really didn't need that. It's like 20 less boxes to have to, <laughs> to have to haul. And I mean, right now I have maybe like four to five Tupperware boxes that I have stuff in whether it's sentimental or, you know, stuff from art school. Like, I still have all of my tapes, my videotapes from when I shot stuff. Because back then we had the little tapes. Mm -hmm. So I have all of those. I'll I'll never be able to play them again because I don't have anything to play them on. But I still have them. You could get it digitally transferred. Yeah, but it's just footage that I would have to be able to edit if I wanted to. And having them digitized isn't going to help Uh with that but like my binders of my you know my production binders and stuff and that was back in 2006 Mm -hmm. so i'm still lugging that shit around that's a long time yeah yo yo all right so the other book called this one which is what actually started all this the museum Museum. of broken yeah have you been to it or heard of it no it's basically this, you know, this woman, she's from Split, I think, Croatia. What it is, is a collection of these relics of people's relationships. I mean, it doesn't always have to be like a romantic relationship. It's just like any kind of relationship, right? So one really popular one, this one's actually from San Francisco. It's a wedding dress in a jar. Oh. Interesting. Oh, no, right? How does that was, work? What? How does it work? Like, how does a wedding dress fit in a little jar like that? Well, I think it was one of the, it wasn't like a full on, like with the tool and the train. <laughs> it was just like this, um, you know, small casual ceremony that this woman had, you know, and, and with each one, there's obviously a story that goes with it. But for this one, I won't read the whole thing, but she says here they were together for seven years, five of them, they were married. They had a really small casual ceremony. Um, they ended up splitting up and she came across the dress that she was wearing. It was like this kind of like silk 
really simple kind of dress. So she's able to stuff it in a jar. She's probably tiny. (laughs) (laughs) But she was also thinking like, instead of it like hanging there empty in the closet, might as well Mm. stuff it in a jar. So it's like stuff like that. There's um, uh, this one, which is uh, my last checkbook with my and my ex's names on it. Mm. So there's stuff like that. I've done that before. That exactly. Yeah, I I probably held on to it. Like after we got divorced, I probably held on to it for like five years. And I and I forgot I had it and I came across it. It was our one joint bank account. We we kind of actually it was a very really responsible way how we handled it. But I finally came across it. I'm like, dang, this is one of the last things that has like both of our names on it. I just shredded it. It's fine. I mean <laughs> I mean fine. we're okay now. It's I mean he's been like we talk every day actually. <laughs> Like the last, however, he keeps checking on me. It still blows my mind that you were married. I know it's a thing. It's, it's not like it sounds more than it is. (laughs) It just sounds more than it is. It was really brief. I, I can't even explain. I mean, it just goes back to like just relationships in general. You know, we always can't follow like that orthodox way of Mm -hmm. thinking about relationships. And in, in that particular case, yeah, we were married. I mean, technically, but it was just, you know, kind of like the time in our lives. And we're still obviously very good friends. Well, that's good that you can still maintain a friendship. Yeah, yeah. It's I one mean, of those but it sounded like it took some time to heal, obviously. But Yeah, it, I think it took time to heal. And then just our lives is kind of just crazy as they are. Just never, you know. Well, and I think when people keep stuff like this, whether it's from a relationship or just something that's within the family... I think it also helps people to heal. Yeah. And and I think that's part of this pur- pur- purpose of this project. You know, they these are they're collecting things from all over the world is for people to be able to kind of like purge but like share that story. It's like, it is part of that healing process yeah. too. They get some crazy things. This one is like a cell phone, a mobile phone somebody sent in and it says it was it was 300 days too long. He gave me his mobile phone so I couldn't call him anymore. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> And then this one is like a crossword puzzle that, you know, the last one that somebody had done with their father before he died because mm-hmm. he really liked it. Um, just stuff like that. You know, I actually like the Museum of Broken Relationships book a little bit. So it's told a little bit more of a story. The other one was really just kind of half of it felt very flashy. Like, ooh, look what I got, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other one just seemed really, really nice because it kind of spoke a little bit more to like what you were saying, like that whole healing mm-hmm. process if they need it. And I know our listeners keep stuff, so we would love to hear what object or what thing you have kept, whether it's things you keep or from a relationship, post it on Instagram and tag us at Women Who Sarcast, or you can email us at at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear your story and send a picture of whatever that item is, because there are a lot of stories out there that... I'm sure haven't been told yet. Yeah. And even if you get like a little slice of time and earth to do it, I think it's really good. Um, Kathy, speaking of things uh, that we hold on to, do you have any that you'd like to share? I have three. I want to hear one here. You got to hold it up too, like show and tell. I will. Uh, So two is basically from my childhood, growing up, high school kind of. And one is from a relationship. Ooh, ooh, well, it was more just... like dating than an actual relationship. Yes. So the first one I'm going to show. So my grandmother, 
I don't know if she actually made this. She might have. She was pretty crafty with the wood stuff. So it's a wooden brown, like, smiley face, but the eyes are, like, 3D and the nose is really 3D. But she would make things for all the kids and she would put our initials in the back so that we would know it was ours. I guess in case something happened to her and when she died, we knew what, what stuff was ours. But this used to have a hook, and I remember I would always hang it on the outside of my bedroom door. And when you close the door, it always, like, would move and knock on the... The clack? Yeah. <laughs> clack on oh, the door. I love it. How come you still have it? Like, what? I don't know. I just kind of liked it. And I, it was for my grandmother. And I remember always hanging it on the door. So it was always there. I moved out to California in 87. And my parents still lived in the house that I grew up in. I wasn't able to go back and get my stuff before they sold Mm -hmm. the house. So they had this one box of stuff (laughs) that they thought I would want out of my whole room. (laughs) Oh, they made that choice for you. (laughs) And so I'm not sure if they included this in that little box of things or... So the stuff that I'm showing you is stuff that was in part of that box. Ah, okay. So my next one is uh, I was involved in sports in high school. So this is a... Shut up. This is a (laughs) hat. Oh, my God. That has THS because it's Ticonderoga Uh, High School. And it has Sentinels. Go Sentinels on the back. Yikes. And it has all of these buttons on it. What is and I don't think I I mean I didn't wear the hat like this with all the buttons I don't <laughs> I think I think this though. hat was free like they gave it out at one of the games one time and I just kept it and I have like clean teeth are beautiful and then we had a students against drunk driving yes wait I had they used to pass that out like senior year. That red one, the one right there up at the top, that's the one that they gave out in high school. And then we did our own purple because purple and white was our colors. Your school colors, yeah. And then this this is – so we had um junior miss contest, which is kind of like a beauty contest for high schoolers. Yeah, it was crazy. You were not in that. No, I were wasn't. In- oh, okay. <laughs> Slow your roll. Simmer down now. And so this one has Julie Raymond was 1985. Uh, So I have that button, which I don't know why I kept that one. And then this was a button that we made. See, I was making buttons even before you knew. Yes. Uh, This was for our basketball. I like that one. And then class of 85, because I graduated in 1985. And then I love basketball pin. So what's your third your third thing? The juicy details one. Mm, stop it. <laughs> the juicy story one. So I was dating this woman when I lived in Portland. It was kind of short-lived, because I ended up moving to Seattle, and there were other reasons as well. I was doing photography at that time, and I was uh, doing a project on migrant farm workers. And so she gave me uh, Dorothea Lang's book of all her photographs and um, portfolio. Because I really like Dorothea Lang and her 
photographs and she was commissioned to do a lot of that work, right? Kind of like an Ansel Adams, I like think to, by she the government. Was, yeah, but she was um, one of the most famous documentary photo- photographers of all time. Like she did like the Dust Bowl and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Depression. And she did work for the Farm Security Administration. That's really nice. That's sweet. And it's not a super big thing to like carry around. So it's kind of like low maintenance. And I still have the card that she gave me. She gave me two cards <gasps> with it. And then I even have the wrapping paper still wrapped oh around my it. God, <laughs> Do you sometimes like take it out and like rewrap it and pretend like you're opening it up for the first time? No, I'm not psycho <laughs> like you are. <laughs> Why are you holding on a wrapping paper? <laughs> because then? it protects it. I don't know. Mm. I'm like father's daughter my dad would what, do the what are you, same thing a MacBook so you don't get fined for all the dings at the end of the school year is that what it <laughs> yes i did wrap my books in paper, paper bags, bags. <laughs> and then draw on it yes make notes to each other do crosswords exactly yeah name your favorite hip-hop band <laughs> yes <laughs> it's all math 101 bc boys Beastie Boys. <laughs> and on the back is like a... Kathy was a, here. A, yeah, Kathy was here. Or you like tag, like you're tagging KB on a wall with all right? the shiny... <laughs> like, yeah, right. I'm gonna, doing graffiti on my math book, yeah. I, I'm going to give you that for your birthday. I'll be like, I'm going to buy you a book, wrap it up in paper bag, and <laughs> like we're in high school again. <laughs> so anyway, those are my three things. Thanks for sharing. So what are your two items? So I have two minor super quick. Okay, this is totally going to be almost expected, but I don't care because... <laughs> almost expected? <laughs> yeah, I don't care because that's what I have for a reason. Okay, you ready? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <gasps> it's my bear that I've had since I was eight years old. Eight years old? Yeah. It's in pretty good shape for being around. You think it is, but what it actually did was it makes noise. Like you turn it upside down like this. Oh, okay. And yeah. it goes. It actually, when I first got it, I was a little bit scared of it because I was like, do bears make that noise? <laughs> um, <laughs> but the reason why I kept him, I can't even remember what I named him. I wanted, I want to say I named him Paddington at one point and then moved it to Bartholomew. And then I can't remember what it was. I, na- I just changed names a lot because maybe you're right. I do get bored easy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the reason I got this bear because my father was stationed at the time in Diego Garcia. And I had a really, really hard time with him being gone because that was the first time he was being stationed for like a long time. It was like a year. And so I missed, you know, we missed birthdays and stuff, right, with him. And so he sent me this birthday gift. And I remember one day just getting this box in the mail. And my mom was like, oh, you have a package. And I'm like, what? Because, you know, I'm eight. Who sends me packages? And I opened it up. And there was this bear that was wrapped up. It was wrapped up in paper. All of that. I totally remember it. And I picked it up. And it made that weird sound. And I just loved it because it came from Germany. I guess, like, maybe, you know, they're in the military maybe i don't know how it quite works um but you have a catalog of things that you could like send or ship to different places and and the box itself had come from germany so it kind of like threw me off i'm like, my dad's not in germany he's in diego garcia so i just loved it and about a couple months ago actually i uh googled it on ebay <laughs> to see you know like what is up where did this thing it? come from 
Well, not so much if it was worth it, just to understand more about it, right? And because I didn't really know about the bear, I didn't really care. I just knew that it came from my dad, and um, it was it was an interesting little history. There are definitely people out there who collect these bears, and there's I don't think they're making them anymore. Actually, it's not worth a lot, but what's the I tag? With the tag on the ear, it's, it says. All it says is made in Western Germany. Covering is fifty percent wool, cotton, and, and they put the that on the ear. In, they put it on the ear, and then the whole the rest of the tag is in German. Interesting. Usually, they put the tag where the butt is. I know. Right? Well, didn't really have a butt. <laughs> a little, little so. money shot there. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, like that. Yeah, like that. Uh huh. Uh. So anyway, uh, I love him, and I slept with him for my, like, I would freak out, like, if this thing were missing, and he's obviously survived. I love him! Okay, anyway. Oh, and, by the way, this is one of the very, very few things that have survived my childhood, and I want to tell you why. Because my mother... Is, and my sister, by the way, this is why I'm always constantly trying to grab my things and hide them, is because they love to throw shit out. So there's there's a word in Tagalog, and it's called kalat, K-A-L-A-T, kalat. And kalat means mess. And I always was told how much kalat I had in my room because I love stuff like this, Right. When I left for college, my mom straight up went through my room and was like, yeah, we don't need this. I need to put an exercise bike up in this room. So she started just like clearing out all these things. So like letters from high school for my friends, you know, the kind that you'd fold up and like stuff in the locker. Mm -hmm. Gone. I mean, I'm surprised even my yearbooks and all those things are still there. So my sister does that too. She comes over to my place now. She's trying to throw away stuff. I'm like, do you live here? You don't live here? Even now she's trying to throw away stuff. Yes. She's like, you don't need that. I'm all like, you live here? <laughs> Maybe I do. <laughs> anyway. But I can see your point. Yeah. No, no, no. It makes sense. <laughs> I mean, you don't want like. <laughs> but the fact that th- this almost this almost got tossed out twice. Twice. I came back from co- home from college one day. And this was sitting in a bag getting ready to go to Goodwill. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like Toy Story. Yeah. We're about to save you. Okay. Anyway, that was a long story on my one thing. And that's it. I mean, I have other things too, but. Yeah. Uh, you got to show me at least two. Oh, okay. You're well, not getting I... away with just one, girl. Sorry. I don't know how I'm going to be able to show it to you because it's hanging on the wall. So I'd have to like move my whole configuration. But bas- let me just describe it. Basically, it's a, um, it's a painting. And it's a painting of the Philippines. And my parents had it when they first immigrated to the U.S. They just got married. And I want to say, like, my mom's cousin either gave it to them or painted it or something. But they brought it with them to just kind of remind them. It was comforting to them to remind them of images of this country that they just left. And they used to hang it in the formal dining room or what was considered to be the formal dining sorry, family room um, in our old house in Vallejo growing up. Um, it always hung up above the couch. And we <laughs> I wish I had a picture of this couch. It's yellow with like these flowers and it's so 70s. Like you can't even, it's just so ugly. But whatever, it was in then and it, it would be above that couch and I would sit on that couch for hours and just stare at this 
painting. Mm. And so when my parents finally decided to like move the country and they leave the country in their retirement permanently and we were selling their house, this painting had been wrapped up and stuck to the side. And my sister and I were going through things and, and we were like, well, you know, who's going to take this? Well, we got rid of a lot of things, like a lot of really sentimental things. That was a really rough time. That was like two years ago. And this painting came up and I was like, you know, this painting's not going to really have any meaning to anybody else except for us. So I'm going to keep it. So it kind of stayed in in a box for like two years because I didn't really have a place to put it up in my old place. Um, but it's basically kind of like this scene with a little kind of a nipa hut, like a straw hut, and it has like a boat, and there's a river that goes around the side, and there's like a sunset mm. um, and palm trees and stuff. It's a very tropical kind of scene. It's nice and brown. <laughs> it's too bad anyway. you couldn't keep the couch too. Oh my god, dude! It was. It had the rivets. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like it's that weird upholstery yellow <laughs> so the last thing that i wanted to um tell you about really quickly the third thing that i couldn't find <laughs> is um somebody i was at a gig and i got called to do like a veterans gig um in alameda and these musicians they do it every year for free just to kind of you know it, they call it the regatta or something and what they do is they um, take residents out of a veterans home and they take them on a cruise around the estuary i guess or something and then they come back and then there's food and there's music and things like that so we got hired i mean they asked me to join if i wanted to sing some songs in them and i totally agreed it was great and in the middle uh, and we were singing a bunch of jazz standards in the middle of one song this one vet comes up to me and he hands me this paper like this paper thing this round thing in the middle of me singing and he just like he doesn't even talk to me he just like says hey stick out your hand right and he puts it in there, and I look down, and it's an origami ring made out of a dollar. And he wanted, he made it for me because he like just wasn't really enjoying the time. He just felt like I needed to have a ring on. Wow, isn't that sweet? That is very sweet. That's pretty cool. So he just made it right then, huh? He made it on the spot. Yeah, didn't even say a word, and I was just like, I didn't even know what to say because I was singing. Yeah. <laughs> and like, did you go oh. up to him afterwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went up to him afterwards and he was just like, oh, it's not, you know, he was like super humble. He's like, no, 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 it's not a big deal. I just wanted to give that to you because I just felt like making it for you. Oh, sweet. So sweet. Little vet dude. <laughs> he's already doing enough to serve our country and he's still like, you know. Giving. Yeah. Giving continues to give. Anyway, that was it. Those are my items. I like your items. Thank you. Very cool. I like yours too. I like your stories. I like the range of them as well. Mm. You're going to leave the hat out to sit around in your house? No. It's <laughs> going to go back in the box. Well, thanks, Shailani. Thanks for being down to talk about the topic. I thought it's, I don't know, it's kind of fun to just sometimes in our lives are so busy just to take a pause and kind of reflect on things that we have, why we have them, and do we really need to keep them keep them (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah don't wait for the next move to downsize and clear out your closets yeah it's it's your it's a quarantine project (laughs) yeah go through your stuff now well those books are pretty cool it's what we keep and museum of broken relationships yeah or you can make your own book of memories right send it to your family or whatever It'd be a kind of cool project. Actually, that would be. Hmm. Something to think about. 
So if you want to share your picture or thing or story with us, you can email us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com or tag us at womenwhosarcast on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear your stories and hear about things that were important to you in your life at one point and still are. And It's okay that they're not PG-13 too because we understand people have lots of stories, but just saying... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't need to be family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> the snarkiest, the better. We do not censor here. <laughs> no. As you can tell. Obviously. Well, thanks, Shailani. Thanks, Kathy, for always having me. I'm surprised I've made it this long. Every, every time I'm just like, she's going to fire me. Watch. <laughs> she's going to get rid of me. No, Jelani, that will never happen, so stop wishing for it to happen. Stop throwing it out in the universe. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm going to bounce it back every time. <laughs> oh, thanks, Kathy. And thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast. Show music provided by Mike Imbassiani. You can find him at MikeImbassiani.com. 